Hail and well met, everybody. Welcome to Geek Thyself, a show by nerds, for nerds, who love geeking out over random facts and esoteric trivia. My name is Heather. I'm Russell. And we'll be your hosts for this journey through the wondrous land of information. Hi, everyone, and welcome back to Geek Thyself. Hi, we're doing the thing. <laughs> Every time. Every time I'm going to say it. Uh, so now we are in December. Mm-hmm. We are even further into December. Last week we did uh, older Christmas traditions, which covered a couple yep. of UK ones, which is interesting. Or at least more UK-centric ones. I guess. Yeah, ones that I think are at least more popular over there, like the advent calendars, because they're mm-hmm. not really done over here as much. Like, I know people yeah, yeah. who had them when I was growing up and stuff, but, yeah. like, I never I did. Mm-hmm. I get you. <clears throat> oh, excuse me. Uh, so, <clears throat> now we're going to do something that matters... Well, okay, I was going to say it matters more to you, but that seems like I don't care. No. <laughs> what I meant was, is this <laughs> is a topic that is closer to your heart just because of the the area you work in i guess yeah that's fair um yeah for anyone who hasn't caught a previous episode where i've mentioned it i work at a veterinary hospital and so anything relating to animals is something that i feel very strongly about uh, and today our topic is specifically holiday hazards for your pets yeah uh i don't have any pets for hazards but I used to. I used to have uh, two rats. We used to have a, a bunny. We used to have goldfish. We used to have other fish as well. But we've never really had any cats or dogs uh, just because uh, we didn't really have the time to give them the love that they deserve. So it wouldn't have been a good situation for, for them as well as us. Just mm-hmm. because both my parents were working and we were too young to to actually look after an animal properly. Right. So. That's that's good, though. That actually mm. harkens back to a previous episode I've done where I talked about how to pick the right pet for you. One yeah. of the big things was, do you have time for the pet you're looking at? Uh, yeah, and we, we all just knew that we wouldn't. Like, mm-hmm. even, though we, even though a dog would have been nice, it just wouldn't have been a great situation. Like, I'm sure the dog would have still been happy to just be around, but... Like, my dad wouldn't have done much with him, I can tell you that. And my mom would have liked to, but too busy. So, mm-hmm. yeah. Just wasn't wasn't something for that time, but maybe later. when I'm, And all that sort of stuff. So, yeah. Yeah. So, for anyone who has caught any of my previous pet-related episodes, you already are aware there's a lot of things around the house that can cause problems for your pets. But there's also some things that more specifically come out during the holidays that can be an issue. Um, Yeah, one of the biggest ones is actually just stress. The stress of visitors, the stress of travel. Yeah, I actually did, and I did an entire episode on it last year in uh, December. But um, especially for cats, I know, I'm, I'm not as familiar with, I'm not as familiar with dogs. I have two of my own, so I have experience with them. Anything other than cats and dogs, I'm a little less sure of, but I know that just animals in general changes in the household or in how things are run or what's happening can mean stress because they're used to having a certain routine. So if you change something, that can trigger different health issues. I know um, 
yeah, I know during the holidays and like after the holidays, we see a lot more patients come in where, you know, oh, I, you know, I had all my family over for Christmas and she just hid and she didn't eat anything. Or, you know, I, I had all my family over and she seemed like she was fine, but now she won't stop vomiting and I don't know what's happening, you know things like that and some of the triggers for different things like not eating is a big one that can cause a lot of health issues but some cats in particular will not eat if they're super super stressed and if a cat's used to not having anyone in the house it's just you and them and then suddenly 20 people are over at your house including possibly children who don't necessarily understand that the kitty doesn't want to play with them then suddenly you've got all of these, in, this incredible amount of stressors going on. And, you know, if anyone who comes over happens to also bring a pet with them, like, you know, oh, your cousin brought their dog, who's maybe like the sweetest dog in the world, but your cat yeah. or your your dog or whatever animals you have are not used to that animal being in the house. And that's a huge yeah. stressor. Yeah, because it takes a while for certain animals to even get along to be in, a, in the same room. Mm-hmm. And then suddenly they've got new people to worry about and they've got new animals they don't know. Yeah. Yeah. Like, well, just... And, I mean, on top of that, depends on the kind of animal that you have in your house, too. Like, birds and rats, for example, look like prey to some other animals. And, you know, you would hope that if someone was coming over to your house, they wouldn't bring over an animal that has a really strong prey drive. But sometimes you don't know the animal has that prey drive because they've never been around them. Yeah, that makes sense. Uh, Yeah, but not inside that sort of regards, but back on the other point of the stress thing, it's like uh, I'm a fairly introverted person and most people generally uh, that I know are like that. So it's just like, think about it in that kind of way. If you're thrown into a place with a load of different people that you don't really know Mm -hmm. uh, and then you've got to worry about them all, all the time. If that's stressful for you, it can be stressful for for your animals. Exactly. That's a really Mm -hmm. good way to look at it. And the thing is that that stress, you know, it's just like some people will get stress headaches or they'll get stress nausea, like stress upset stomach issues, stress diarrhea. The same thing can happen to your animals. Any of those stressors, if there's enough of the stress could trigger some sort of health issue because their body is going to do something with that amount of stress going on. Yeah, yeah, it's it's, it's got basically it's just trying to work off the extra anxiety and mm-hmm. energy that's being, I guess, sort of produced because of how hyper and on edge they are because of it. Yeah, I exactly. guess that makes sense. Mm-hmm. And there are things you can do to mitigate some of those stressors. Um, I went over all of them in last year's episode, and it was an entire episode, so I'm not going to go through every single one right now. Um, I will say, though, anything that you can think of that would minimize the stress for your pet is a good idea. Yeah. Uh, And also think about it for, again, yourself, like what helps you with your stress? Because if it helps you, there's a fair chance it will help with with your animals. Like if you need to, like, keep that separation... You need mm-hmm. to let them leave and then come back and do it in small doses and that kind of thing. Yeah. And I mean, one of the easiest things that I think would work for most type of animals, maybe not so much dogs, but for any other type of animal, like a cat or a, a caged pet or anything like that. One thing you can do that will likely help reduce their stress is keep them in a separate room. 
if if you know they're an anxious cat, if you're if it's like a hamster or a rabbit or anything that may not do well being handled by a lot of people who don't usually handle it, put it in a separate room and just let your guests know we need to leave the animal alone. You know, I don't want them super stressed out. Yeah, that kind of thing. Yeah, and like bring them out like in short bursts around smaller crowds of people. Mm-hmm. Uh, like if if they want to see them, like make it like a, an intimate thing. So they're not as worried, I get you. Right. Having one new person meet a rabbit or a guinea pig or something would be a lot less stressful for that animal than having 20 people crowded around the cage. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, it's uh, On a small tangent, it's why I uh, uh, I worry a little bit about like uh, support animals, like places that buy animals specifically as support pets but then uh, don't get the balance right on how much they can be used for that, if that makes sense. Because I know when I was at university where uh, the accommodation bought a couple of rabbits, and to me it looks like they were like being brought out for new people f- too much, if that makes sense. I can see uh, that. Yeah, yeah. I, I don't know if that was. I-, I-, I know that they were looked after and they were fed well and that kind of thing, but I don't know if they were ever stressed about that. And I hope they weren't, but I, I don't know. Uh, uh, sorry, that was just a, a weird tangent, but it's just something that I thought about, like with like uh, animals having new people to worry about and being around. That's all. Yeah, and some of it's going to depend on your individual pet. Like my yeah. dogs are like, oh my god, people! Like they're so excited. But there's yeah. other dogs out there that are not that way, and it's the same yeah, with yeah. my my cats. Like two of, or well, yeah, two of my cats are like, person, you're going to pet me? More people? And one of my cats is like, see ya, I'm going to go disappear, and when it calms down, I'll come back out again, maybe. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> maybe. I like the maybe. <laughs> you know, it's, it's very different depending on the pet. Like, if I had 20 people over at my house, I wouldn't worry about Cupid or Mowgli, because they're going to be like, people, 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 people. Um, whereas Cassidy would be hiding in a corner all night. Because she just she doesn't like new people coming over. If it's quiet enough, she'll eventually come out. But you know that's a, a good example of I would make accommodations to let Cassidy be somewhere quieter, like our bedroom or something. You know, you you can move the potty box, you can move the food bowl, you can put everything in there for them so that they don't have to go anywhere, and then it's less stressful. Yeah. Okay, that makes sense. Sounds good. So, general stress is something just to be aware of basically when you're bringing mm-hmm. a lot of people in okay yeah exactly and then another stressor or not stressor another uh hazard that you really need to watch out for is actually the food mm. yeah especially if you're having people over now, right. if, if you're at home and you're baking and you know that your cat or your dog or whatever will try to get stuff off the counter, then obviously you're already familiar with this. You kind of probably have things in place to keep them from doing it. You know, that's fine. But if you're having a bunch of people over, the risk of your pet getting a hold of food that's not good for it increases exponentially. Yeah, because there's more people and maybe less aware people of all those mm-hmm. sort of things. Yeah, I get you. So it's very easy for them to just take that little bit of chocolate that they shouldn't have or Mm -hmm. whatever. Mm -hmm. Yeah, and I mean, there's a lot of things that are toxic for animals that are just everyday food that you and I would eat. Yeah. yeah. Um, That was a whole episode I did previously also on Uh, pet-related stuff. Doesn't surprise (laughs) me. Uh, Um, 
but I mean, a short list I can run through of some of the things that you may not think are necessarily bad for them. Uh, grapes and raisins. Mm-hmm. Any kind of grape or raisin is extremely toxic for dogs. Um, and that uh, also means any kind of wine or any product made from grapes. Specifically, it's the skin of the raisin that has a toxin for dogs. So, like, any kind of bread puddings or cinnamon bread or raisin bread, anything that has raisins in it, any kind of wine, anything like that could potentially be fatal for your dog if it eats it or drinks it. And it's not something where I necessarily think someone's going to hold their wine glass down and let your dog drink out of it. But if they spill some and the dog drinks it, that could potentially cause problems for them. Yeah. And then most people know about chocolate not being great for dogs. Right. It's Uh, also not great for cats either. Is it not? I didn't know that. Yeah. Uh, I mean, it's, it's it's not quite as severe a reaction as dogs, but it's still not good for them. Mm -hmm. Uh, Is there anything else that like, perhaps like with like Christmas food being cooked, is there anything else that you should be worried about? Yeah, lots of spices can cause problems, and onions. Okay. Oh, onions, onions too. Some, yeah, onions are a big one. Um, I can't remember exactly what they do off the top of my head right now, but I know onions are not good for cats and dogs. Garlic, it's a little questionable, but it's probably safer just not to. And then, I mean, honestly, holiday food in general, anything you give your pet that they don't usually eat could potentially cause some GI upset. Yeah, because they're they're basically being fed something that they're not used to. Like, Mm -hmm. just like when people have those kind of reactions too. That makes sense. Right, exactly. And on top of that, there's the fact that it's not just the actual food that you have to worry about. It's also the trash. Especially with dogs. Because if a dog gets into a trash can or knocks it over and eats a bunch of stuff, you have to worry about, like, turkey bones which could cause major issues. You have to worry about the spices and the stuff that are on the skins. Um, Right. All the packaging, which they would potentially eat because it tastes like the meat and they don't know any better. You also have to worry with any kind of a pocket pet or a bird or anything like that, that someone who's over at your house might think, oh, this is great. I bet the guinea pig would love a carrot. I bet the bird would love this piece of bread. But depending on what kinds of spices and things are in those items, it could potentially cause problems. Especially like if you, I don't know specifically what spices are bad for guinea pigs, but I imagine there's a few. Oh, yeah, yeah, definitely. If you fed them like a carrot that had been roasted with a bunch of spices on it, you have no way to know if those spices are going to cause a problem for the guinea pig and your guests might not think anything of it yeah. if they're not used to taking care of that kind of an animal. Especially if it could be younger uh, kids going around with like, hey, eat, eat. Exactly. Yeah. Or candy. Mm-hmm. Like yeah. holiday candy, all the sugar is not good for the animals any more than it is for us. But when yeah. you factor in the fact that they're so much smaller than we are, yeah, you know, the same amount of sugar can cause a much bigger problem for them mm-hmm. because we are much bigger and can tolerate it. Yeah, we can tolerate more sugar because it takes longer to get through, but guinea mm-hmm. pigs, uh, they can fit in our hand, so... Yeah. Yeah. Right. So one one piece of candy to you or me is, you know, maybe it's not healthy for us, but it's not going to end the world, but a piece of candy for an animal that doesn't usually have that much sugar in its diet could cause major GI issues. Yeah, makes sense. Makes sense. 
and or blood sugar <laughs> issues, depending on well, the animal. Well, yeah. <laughs> Basically, just be aware of guests with food and mm-hmm. just keep an eye on animals because uh, with the with the environment just being bigger, it's just an accident waiting to happen, basically. Yeah. And they're, I mean, just in general, too, holiday food, like all the salt and all the seasonings, the salt in particular, like on ham and things like that, could be potentially dangerous for your pets. I know um, when Mike was a kid, their dog uh, got into the neighbor's trash after a holiday and ate a whole bunch of, like, ham leftovers and he, it was happened when he was a kid, so he doesn't remember all the details of exactly what health issue the dog had from it. But basically, all of the salt and the spices and everything caused a major, major health issue with their dog. And right. they ended up having to euthanize him. Oh, no. Oh, yeah. I'm sorry. Because it was just, there was so much. Uh, Bad stuff there. He, he had yeah. eaten so much ham and it caused him such immense GI distress that it actually yeah. caused issues with the rest of him also, and he just yeah. was so ill, they couldn't really reverse it. Okay. Uh, just because you said it a couple of times, GI, gastrointernal? Sorry. Yes. GI stands for gastrointestinal. So yeah. basically it's stomach, intestines, yeah. um, gallbladder, yeah, all of that. Everything mm-hmm. can have um, issues yeah. related to anything you ingest. Yeah, because... I got the gist of what you meant by it, but I'm just making sure that the, the people listening mm-hmm. know that that's all. Yeah, uh, sorry. <laughs> no, 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 it's fine, because you use that term so much, you're just so used to it. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, that's actually exactly it. I didn't even think about it. I'm so used to saying, oh, yeah, GI issues. Yeah, yeah. Everyone around me at work knows exactly what I'm talking about. Yeah, yeah, that's totally it. Um, <laughs> uh, I think on the, that note, we should look into going to our break, because we're about halfway through. And mm-hmm. then when we come back out, we'll discuss some other hazards that you can avoid to keep your pets healthy and safe during the festive period. Okay. Yep. Okay, see you in a minute, guys. Hi, everyone, and welcome to the mid-roll. Hey, we're doing the thing. <laughs> <laughs> like always, we're going to start by talking about World Anvil, which is the most amazing and robust world management and world or excuse me campaign management and world building software that exists out there today online it's worldanvil.com and they've got just so many amazing options you can create maps you can create characters you can link characters to different places and different people um they even won an any for being such an amazing campaign product uh, campaign management software product it's worldanvil.com you can sign up for free and use a lot of their basic features and then for some of the more in my opinion, awesome uh, abilities like some of the map building stuff, I believe, and heroes and things like that, which is basically uh, media, or excuse me, like social media for your characters. You can have journals and things like that. Some of those products require you to buy a subscription, but you can sign up for free and try it out, and it's an amazing product. I can't talk about it enough. Okay, uh, also next we're going to talk about Die Hard Dice. Uh, die Hard Dice create beautiful, stunning metal dice and polymer dice. They are always creating new ones that they that they are making. They hand design their molds. 
they're all fantastic. They color, they do all their color testing in house as well for their Spellbinder series and their dual color lines. Uh, they have new frosted dice. They have new inked dice. They've got their purple and blue moonstone dice. If you're looking so for, pretty. yeah, they're so pretty. Uh, <laughs> I I picked up a set for a new character and I cannot wait to use them. Uh, they also have amazing accessories with their scroll of rolling which you can hold up to two sets of full polyhedral dice and basically rolls up to be an on-the-go rolling mat. You can roll it in, uh, it's just great. It means I don't have to take my lovely dice box out. So perfect, they have so many different products, they've got so many different dice and it's always being, and there's always more being added. So yeah, if you wanted to check out uh, the site, you can go to diehardedice.com and if you do find anything that you like on the site, you can uh, use the code GeekThyself uh, to get 15%, that's 1515, off your first or next order. They have free shipping in the US and they have discounted sh shipping internationally. Uh, you can't go wrong if you go to diehardedice.com. And let's get back into this week's topic. Alright, hi everybody. Welcome back to the the topic of pet safety at Christmas. Mm -hmm. Because, or during the festive holidays if you don't celebrate Christmas, which is fine. Uh, uh, we've talked about uh, stress and food hazards, which are, I imagine, probably two mm -hmm. of the bigger ones. Uh, yeah, I mean, yeah, yeah. I, I generally think those are two of the bigger ones, especially yeah. because... Um, those are the ones that are the hardest to watch yeah. for, really. Because usually the food one is more of an issue if you have guests over. Because the guests are not going to necessarily follow the same rules that you do normally with your pet. Yeah, yeah. And then the stress, same thing. It's more of an issue when you have guests over. Yeah, and it's sometimes difficult to see in the moment uh, when you're busy with all your guests. And then you notice later mm -hmm. and then there's problems. Yeah, yeah, yeah sense. exactly. Mm -hmm. So, um... The next biggest one, I think, at least from what I've seen and heard, would have to be the decorations. Yeah. There's a lot of decorations during the holidays, and there's mm -hmm. a lot of things that could potentially cause a problem for your pets. So um, I'm going to start off with the two that I think most people overlook the most. Uh, or, well, the three that I think most people overlook the most. Uh, one is poinsettias. Uh, I'm not sure what that is. Oh, is that not a British thing? Maybe it's uh, only in a... It, it's a... It's kind of like an ivy. Ooh, and uh, it's usually red and green. <laughs> Hold on. I'm now Googling a picture of poinsettias because I... That didn't even occur to me. Uh, it's not something that I am too familiar with. Okay. Sending a picture. Okay, let's have a look. Okay, so it's a it's a sort of festive plant, I guess. Yes. Okay. okay so, uh, so not this something may that be. I'm, oh, sorry. I, I was just gonna say this may be more of an American one then. Maybe. Yeah, they're a a very very popular plant to use as decoration over here at Christmas and the holidays because. Mm -hmm the top leaves all get very, very red and the yeah. lower leaves stay very green. So it so fits, it's, yeah, yeah. Yeah, it's very much the Christmas colors. Um, but poinsettias are toxic. Right. Uh, for everyone or just animals, I assume? They are toxic to humans as well, but of course humans Bigger, aren't yeah. going yeah. to eat it. No. But And honestly, even if... Better, yeah. um, 
even if you did eat it, it's not necessarily going to kill you, but it's still not good. It's one of those ones that can cause a lot of GI upset. Um, and they're, they're mildly poisonous to humans and animals. So they're not necessarily, it's not like a deadly hazard. Yeah. But if you happen to have a cat or a dog that likes to chew on plants, Mm. bringing any kind of a poinsettia into your house is just a bad idea because if they chew on it, it could make them really sick. Yeah, that makes sense. And obviously you and I aren't going to do that, but we're humans and we know enough to know it's toxic and don't eat it. Animals don't understand that. They just see a plant and they're like, oh, I like eating plants, nom, nom, nom. And then they have a problem. Yeah, I get you. Um, Along those same lines, any kind of lily. Okay. That's more of an Easter hazard, not necessarily a Christmas hazard. But if you happen to be someone who really likes lilies or honestly any kind of bulb flower for decoration purposes... Every bulb-based flower that I've ever looked up yeah. has been it's... toxic to cats. Gotcha. So basically you avoid them entirely. <laughs> yeah, and dogs. Now, the toxicity level varies. Right, okay. You know, how, to- how toxic it is varies depending on the bulb, but um, they all at least cause GI upset. So yeah, so we had some in our yard when we first moved in, and the dogs basically leave them alone. So those ones we kind of let be, but I refuse to bring any in the house. <laughs> yeah, I, I totally understand. You already yeah. deal with enough issues at your work. You don't want to bring mm-hmm. those issues home. Yep. Exactly. And then lilies actually can cause kidney failure in cats. Oh, really? I didn't yeah. know that. Yeah. I've, I've seen more than my fair share of heartbreaking scenarios where someone didn't realize that a lily was toxic brought it in the house, and then a few days later, their cat, sometimes kittens, like, I've seen it happen to a cat that was, like, two years old. The owner just didn't know. No one had ever told her. She had no idea. Uh, And she brought a lily, someone gave her a lily at Easter, and the cat chewed on it and had to be put to sleep because it, Mm. its kidneys had just completely shut down. So (laughs) you need to be careful about what kind of plants you bring into the house. Mm -hmm for sure during the holidays to you it's just pretty decoration but if your animal is one of those ones that's going to chew on things yeah it could potentially be deadly yeah uh another Um, thing for decorations that i don't think this is perhaps toxic but it's certainly not good is be 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 aware of tinsel (laughs) yes that's definitely on my list and plant wise another big one is mistletoe okay I, i feel like most people know that mistletoe is poisonous, but it's mistletoe is toxic. It's it's toxic to humans too. I, um, I did know that, but to be fair, yeah. we don't. We've never really put mistletoe up. It's just not something we've ever done. So, yeah, it doesn't. It won't necessarily kill a human, mm. but it is known that if you eat it. If you happen to ingest mistletoe or the berries, you could end up with things like dizziness, blurred vision, vomiting, and seizures. Oh, wow. <laughs> One of those things is not like the others. Uh-huh. And that's okay. us. Yeah. So you can imagine what it could do to your cat. Absolutely. Or your dog. Or yeah. any animal. Mm-hmm. So that's another sort of plant-based decoration that, again, I don't think people necessarily think about the fact that it's toxic and is going to be around their animals. Mm-hmm. The other thing is, too, you hang mistletoe from, like, a string or something. 
you basically make a cat toy out of mistletoe. Yeah. Uh, oh yeah, I don't even think about. I didn't even think of that. Yeah. Yeah. So you, I definitely would recommend a lot of caution if you're going to bring any kind of decoration like that into the house. Mm-hmm. Um, another plant-based one that again people don't think about is Christmas trees. Are, th- are they toxic? The Christmas tree itself is not necessarily toxic. I'm sure yeah. I'm sure that if your cat or dog chewed on enough of it, it would make them queasy somewhat. Oh, yeah, absolutely. plants will do that. Hmm. But the problem is the water. The water? From the Christmas tree. Okay. Yes. Because a lot of people, and there's a lot of products out there now, people will put something in the water to help preserve the tree longer. Okay, uh, and so it's essentially like a, a a form of embalming, but for a tree, and that could cause issues with those chemicals being in the right. tree. I'm with you. Yeah, and I mean, there's a lot of different products out there. Some of them are very chemical based. Yeah. Um, like the ones that that you come with, like cut flowers and stuff that you mix into the water. Yeah. Um, so there's things like that that sometimes you can get for your Christmas tree that are supposed to make it stay green longer and drop fewer needles and all of that. Right, okay. But there's also other things like I know I've heard some people will use aspirin okay. in a, a vase full of cut flowers right, to help preserve them longer. And it does work. The problem is aspirin is potentially toxic to cats and dogs. Gotcha. So uh, if... If you're someone who uses something like that instead of buying the chemicals, the chemicals obviously could potentially cause problems. Yeah. But someone may not think of the fact that the water has aspirin in it as a problem. But cats don't process aspirin. Cats in particular don't process aspirin well. Their bodies just don't have the means to process the aspirin. So um, they can basically develop extreme hemolytic anemia where their blood is so thin that they their blood vessels practically start bursting on their own and they can oh, die wow. from it. Oh, wow. I didn't even you have to be really, really careful with aspirin in cats. Okay, good to know. Uh, I know that our tree is artificial, <laughs> uh, so yeah. it's never something we've had to worry about. Just because getting a new tree every year is just no. No. It can be a hassle. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So we, just... I, we we had a fake tree growing up for the same reason. Mm-hmm. And we so. had pets. So also my parents didn't want them drinking the water because they yeah. knew it was potentially not good for them. Mm, at least they knew. Uh, okay, mm-hmm. so I think we've got maybe time for like one more big hazard. Uh, if okay. you've got anything else. If not, we can call it um, there. Well, another big one, and it's still related to the decorations, yeah. is the part other parts of the Christmas tree. Like you mentioned yeah. tinsel. yeah. Tinsel is a really, really, really big one that a lot of people I don't think necessarily realize can cause as large a problem as they think. Yeah. Um, Because the tinsel, I talked about it in a previous episode, dealing with, like, cat health issues. And I'm not going to get into graphic detail because I don't want to upset anyone. Yeah, But tinsel... And any kind of ribbon off of gifts or anything like that, if your animal eats it, can potentially become twisted inside their intestines. Oh. And can even cut open their intestines. Well, yeah, because it's it's thin strands of... Yeah. It's very sharp. Yeah. 
Yeah. It's very sharp and your intestines, I mean, their intestines are not designed to process that. So especially if things become twisted and the tinsel isn't wrapped in enough stool to pass through, they can potentially develop extremely, extremely severe health issues. Um, and in most cases that I've seen, if they actually do eat something like that and it's starting to cause them problems, the only hope is to go to surgery. And it's a major surgery where your veterinarian would have to literally cut open their intestines to remove whatever's tangled inside them. Mm. And I can't imagine that's always successful. It's no, no, sadly it's not. And it also depends on if anything has leaked out already, because then you have to deal with potential sepsis, which for anyone who isn't aware of, doesn't know what sepsis is. It's essentially, um, extremely severe systemic infection, meaning it's like the whole body becomes infected and your intestines have a lot of bacteria in them to process your food. Yeah, and like so to, if, to get rid of the bad stuff because that's literally their right. whole job. So if that starts leaking, if it starts leaking in, out into the rest of the body, yeah, it's it's not a good time. <laughs> yeah. So any kind of tinsel or string, anything like that could potentially cause a problem. But tinsel and wrapping ribbon are in particularly really bad when it comes to cutting things, like lacerating the intestines open because they have sharp edges. I mean, if you think about it, that ribbon, you know, it's it's thin. You could give yourself a paper cut with it. And it's not paper, so it's not going to dissolve in the stomach acids because there's so much plastic in it. So that tinsel and that ribbon are then still really, really sharp and racing through your pet's intestines, but then become twisted. And so those sharp edges are no longer wrapped in stool or anything to protect them. And it can cause a lot of issues. Yeah. Uh, I'd imagine, like, uh, may especially, like, glass and, like, breakable ornaments are probably a mm-hmm. problem as well. Uh, I don't yep. know if regular, regular ball balls are, are a big deal, because obviously they're big plastic balls. I don't know if they're easy for a dog to break apart, I guess. I think it would probably partly depend on the pet. But, yeah, I mean, there's so many things. Like, if you're... Any kind of ornament could potentially be an issue, especially depending on the kind of ornament. Like if you have, like you mentioned, the the more glass-like ornament balls to hang on the tree. You know, if one of those falls and breaks, you and your pet have to worry about broken glass and stepping on it. But there's also the fact that your dog in particular, well, your dog or your cat is not necessarily going to realize that's not a toy. No, uh, they're, they're not going to realize that it's, like, a dangerous thing that's, mm-hmm. yeah. And glass is already a problem, like, for, for yeah. anyone, so. Exactly. But even the soft toys could, or soft ornaments, not toys, could be an issue because your dog might think it's a toy or your cat might think it's a toy and run off with it to play with it. And then they might eat part of it, which could cause them a problem. There's also the fact that um, a lot of ornaments, there's those little metal hooks that you can buy that, that you hook the ornaments up with. And if your dog or cat, eat, your cat probably wouldn't eat one of those, I don't think. 
but they could cut themselves on it if they were chewing on it or something. And your dog, depending on the size of your dog, could definitely eat one of those. And, you know, if tinsel's going to cause their intestines a problem, you can only imagine what a sharp metal hook is going to cause. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I've not seen those sort of things in the UK much, I'm going to be honest. Like, I don't think I've seen, like... Like ornamental metal hooks that we we use. I, I know we uh, don't have any, but I suppose they, oh, okay. yeah. But still, maybe it's more of an American thing. But for for us over here, mm. a lot of our the the little round Christmas ornaments, yeah, a lot of them are made out of very very thin glass like material, mm. and there's a little metal cap on the top of the ball. Yeah, yeah. and that little metal cap has like a. A spot to hook something onto uh, to then hook it onto the tree. Yeah, ours basically are plastic with a plastic top and just a bit of thread that you basically just hook over the tree like that. Uh, okay. So we don't so, really have much metal, but still, it's it's it can still cause problems. That's interesting. That's a that's a big difference. Yeah. Between yours and ours. Um, yeah. Because uh, ours are usually the thin glass, mm, yeah, which is we, much more breakable. Yeah, we don't really have glass. I mean, you can definitely get them, but generally the ones we used are tend to be plastic. Okay. That's interesting. Yeah, yeah. ours are almost always the really thin glass-like material. I don't know if it's actually glass or not, but it breaks like it is. Yeah. Uh, I think I think it must be glass, but yeah. One second, I'm just going to send a picture of that, just so you can see it. Okay, I mean, ours look like that, but yeah. instead of that little cap at the top is metal, usually. Yeah, no, and instead I, I of having a, a string plastic. attached. Yeah. Yeah, instead of having a string attached, it's a, like, usually it's a hook. Yeah, no, uh, with us it's always just Sometimes a string. Sometimes it's a string, but yeah, yeah. yeah, usually it's a hook. Yeah. Uh, and our, our little, the little balls that we have, they don't. They look similar, but they're usually uh, more of a like a glass-like material. Yeah, yeah. This uh, I'm just sending one more. Uh, this is basically what we have, just all the time. Uh, so yeah, like that. That's basically what ours look like. Uh, so yeah, like oh, bit of okay. ribbon. So that's definitely different. So for any of the American listeners. Um, what he sent me a picture of, it's basically like a round plastic ball, a plastic, clear plastic ball, and the inside is filled with little bits of colorful stuff. And then the cap is plastic instead of being metal like ours, and the it's a string, it's a piece of ribbon to hook over the tree branch instead of a metal hook. See, now that is significantly safer for your pets. Um, the ribbon could potentially be a problem, but in... But in general, that's going to be a lot less breakable mm-hmm. and everything. Uh, yeah. No, ours are, um, uh, I'm trying to find a picture so I can send you what ours look like. Yeah, Because yeah. it's not nearly as safe. Uh, yeah, but uh, that's what I mean. I, I wasn't really sure what you were sort of talking about, like, with the hook. Like, I just assumed it was going to be a difference in sort of culture or difference in producing. It just seems unsafe to have a metal hook around uh, around kids as well, to be fair. Like, not... not, mm, not... Yeah. Okay. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, and then the hooks. Um, yeah, okay, here's a good example of one. Okay. So this is, I'm 
this is pretty standard. It's a, a red glittery Christmas decoration ball. Oh, wow. The cap, the cap is metal, and then it's got the classic hook. Oh, whoa. What is that? that? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's what I grew up with. Those little metal no, hooks. No, that's so dangerous. The, you hook it onto the different ornaments and hang it off the tree. That's so Those dangerous. Are, yeah, those are very, very standard. They call them ornament hooks. No, that's not that's not good. Yeah, oh. or they're called ornament hooks or ornament hangers, and you can buy. So, according to Google, uh, you can buy a box of a hundred for a dollar at Target. No, why? Why don't you just? Yeah. No. <laughs> like, yeah, that's absolutely dangerous. Like, not not even yeah. like even a, like even a kid who's messing around with that could absolutely hurt themselves i so, agree uh so and then you've got animals who don't know any better and yeah dog bites that it's gone it's gone mm-hmm. oh, yeah wow. i mean if i mean if they bit one of those they could easily cut their whole mouth open oh absolutely not to mention they might swallow some of it in the process so yeah. they're swallowing glass and then on top of that if they get a hold of that hook and accidentally swallow the hook i mean it's just this whole like spiral of bad 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 yeah that's that's a load of bad yeah yeah that's a different difference yeah as is plastic mainly plastic caps ribbons Mm -hmm. or maybe not always ribbons but like string like which is tied uh Mm -hmm. but yeah like that's yes i i will say that generally speaking your christmas decoration balls look much much less dangerous (laughs) okay well that's at least something to know uh all right Okay, so is there anything else that you want to talk about before we wrap up, or...? I think those are honestly some of the biggest ones, and some of the ones that I don't think people necessarily think about. When they're decorating for the holidays, yeah. Okay. Yeah, so, I mean, those are some of the things I'd recommend looking out for. There's obviously other things that, you know, anything that could normally cause your pet a problem on a day-to-day basis, you still have to worry about. Yeah. And with guests coming over... I guess the last one thing I would mention is that if you're having guests come over and you have a cat or dog, Mm. either make sure that you or someone you trust is the one dealing with the door. Um, You might want to get like a child safety lock if you're going to have kids coming over so that they can't open the front door or the back door or whatever, because anything like that, you run the risk of your pet being let outside. Yeah. And if they're an indoor pet, that's not good. Right. If they're an indoor-only pet and they don't usually go outside, then if they ended up outside, it could be very confusing and dangerous for them. Not to mention the children. Like, if you have children coming over to your house, it's a good idea to make sure they can't run out the door. So, making sure that you or someone you trust to be careful of children and animals is the one doing all the door opening um, and or getting safety locks. to Like, they make ones where you basically, it's, it's like a plastic ball that pops over the outside of the doorknob okay and you know adults know you have to pinch these two spots so that you can actually grip the doorknob and turn it yeah but if you don't grip those two spots and turn it then all that happens is the plastic knob just spins and spins and spins yeah yeah so a kid's not gonna get they make yeah, yeah, exactly. They make stuff like that that's very easy to find. Yeah. And then you, it's just one less thing you have to worry about. It's a little annoying for those adults who have to deal with it, but it's, you know, it's worth once it. a year and then you could put it away and mm. get it back out again. Yeah. So. And 
keeping your animals and kids and everything like that safe is worth it anyway. Mm-hmm. So, agreed. All right. Okay. Um, so. But yeah, I guess that's where I'd end it. And just please, for anyone listening to this, don't assume that this means I don't think you should decorate or have any fun of any kind. <laughs> no, no. Just <laughs> when dealing with the holidays, just be careful. Yeah. And if you know your pet, mm-hmm. look at what you're putting out and think to yourself: Is my pet going to try to get into this? Yeah. And if the answer is yes, and it's dangerous for them then you may want to figure out a way to make sure they either can't get access to it easily or they're observed and being watched whenever they're near it or something like that. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, it's, it's not about, like, taking away people's when It's just making sure everyone's safe while they're doing it, including the animals that mm-hmm. you've cho- chosen to bring into your home. That's all. Yeah. And I will say, uh, personal opinion, I would order some Christmas ornaments from England because <laughs> that's a whole a whole lot less dangerous looking than ours yeah um they last a a fair amount of time we've had the same ones for like over a decade now uh Mm -hmm. yeah uh, but yeah that just looks really bad i mean even opening the packages when you when you're pulling things out of storage for those little the colorful christmas balls can be a problem because those little round ornaments are so fragile you end up with crack yeah yeah, you end up with several cracked in a box and you have to open it and not cut yourself on the pieces. Oh, wow. that's That just sounds like I, a problem. Like, that sounds like someone's practical joke gone wrong. <laughs> yeah, I would I would much rather have the plastic ones. That yeah. sounds way better. <laughs> I, I will I will make, keep that in mind and bring some with me to WonderCon. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, those sound way less scary. Yeah. All right, guys. Well, thank you for listening to this. Keep your family safe and your pets safe during mm-hmm. uh, during the holidays. I say that like like your pets aren't family, but to a lot of people they are. Yeah, so this is very true. Yeah, just make sure that they're looked after and you're looked after while you're doing it. And with that, we will see you all next week. We hope that you're enjoying yeah. the festivities that I'm sure have sprouted up around you. Now we're like two weeks in. <laughs> and yeah. we will see you soon. All right. Bye, yeah. guys. Bye. Thank you for listening to this week's episode of Geek Thyself. Don't forget to check out all the other amazing content on the Nerdsmith Network. If you have any questions for either of us, you can get in contact with us on Twitter at geek underscore thyself. You can also email us at geek thyself at nerdsmith.org and please don't forget to go to itunes and leave us a review or also go anywhere you listen to your podcasts we'll be back next week with another informative and fun episode and until then don't forget to geek thyself Bye.